Haunted with your host, Matt Strawn and Allie. Hey, everybody. Hello, everyone from Let's Get Haunted and the community and affiliated communities. We have a very, very special, creepy, scary, I want to just go ahead and say fucked up episode today. I'm very excited oh. to share with everyone. Oh, I'm excited now. Yeah. And with us today is very special because we have musician, YouTuber, and Twitch streamer, Kib Clayton James, and social media manager to celebs and dog momager, Sammy Joe. Everyone give a huge haunted welcome go, to these go, two who are joining us yeah, today. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're thank so you. excited to have you guys on the show. Thank you for having us. Very old friends of the show might recognize those two names from Sugar Pine Seven, where Pine we all met Seven. on the YouTube vlog right. series. And we're, now we're back from the grave. Accurate. Accurate. That's yeah. it. We're alive. It never died. Never. It still lives on in our hearts and minds. Right. So how how is everything with you guys? Are you scared today? Are you nervous to be on the show? Do you know what Let's Get Haunted is about at all? She's I'm scared. She's you can feel me. it's damp. <laughs> <laughs> I can't handle much spooky. But my preferred method of getting my spooky information is being told because that's less spooky to me than like watching a video. So I'm actually very excited. Yeah. I'm so stoked because horror is my favorite genre in general, like horror and comedy. Yay. Yay. Oh, my gosh. I was like, I just need to feel I'm going to literally dive into this just so open and ready to be fucking scared. I'm going to I'm going to kill my dog. That's it. Maybe Odie sees a ghost. Yeah. We had a we we had Elise and James on the podcast last week and they were telling us that their dog may or may not have seen a ghost in the early morning hours I because mean, I of the that. story you were telling. No, I guess the night before they recorded with us their dog woke up like super early in the morning and was just standing staring at a wall and they were like, "Okay, is our dog just like old and have dementia or did he see a ghost and i i said i thought he saw a well, ghost here's the thing. yeah i vote too. ghost i would vote ghost because our dog literally did that he's done that a few times and odie's only he's almost two and he's done that a few times where he'll be like staring up mm. at a corner or something and i have to just be like because she say just so terrified like it's <laughs> just something he's just a dumbass dog <laughs> staring into the wind no something did like, happen once what happened? remember a pillow hit me in the he'll face <laughs> Oh, Wait, that was what? fucked. I, okay. So okay. I was sitting. Sorry for derailing the format no, here, is, but this is actually this is the most important thing. Okay, so I've been really into like reading books on the afterlife and like near death experiences. It's like the mm -hmm. good spooky to me, not like the murder right. stuff that's gonna give me nightmares. But I am very interested in it. So it was around the time I was reading a lot of that. So maybe it's kind of like almost asking right. to see something. I don't want to, but like maybe it's a subconscious thing. But I was putting Odie to bed on the couch and and. Did I? I think I said something, and it was like a slap in the face to me. Like I was being negative or something, or down. Yeah, she was being negative. And then I swear I was just laying down, and all of a sudden one of our pillows that wasn't even above me, so I don't know where it came from, smacked me across the face. What? And I just wait. Was I'm it like, Kib? No, 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 he, no. She freaked out and was like, I started crying. She started crying because <laughs> she freaked out. She didn't know what the how the how that. Oh my god! Happened. But it was and like I a slap in the face, like right. like snap out of it. Or yeah, like stop being negative. Based off of the stories that I've heard about people playing with Ouija boards and things like that, I totally believe that you can open up time. like a door to that kind of stuff when you're really interested mm -hmm. in it's it. True. And I think too, like if you are interested in things like that, 
there's a reason you're interested and i have a theory that only mediums can see ghosts because i've wanted to see a ghost like my whole life and i'll like have never came close so i've like heard theories that if you're a medium you're on the same wavelength as the ghost that's why they can see you and so you're like a bright lantern in this like otherwise dark world and they're like attracted to that so maybe i don't know maybe you have it's true because there's people who i didn't see anything but it was weird that that happened because they can't interact but there's people Mm. who are like born with or without the veil it's called so some people can see it and some people just can't and never will so it's kind of comforting to me that i've never seen one because i'm too scared and hopefully i won't but God, a, a girl in my sorority, I'm her and her bail. mom could see things. And girls in my sorority did a Ouija board. All the cabinets in the kitchen flung open. And, like, there was a bat in the house. So and what? all this weird stuff. And so this girl. Say. But this girl who could see it, she wasn't doing it because she stays away yeah. from it. But, like. I wish our sorority was that cool, Alyssa. They were just like, no, you can't <laughs> smell <haunted>. weed. <laughs> <laughs> no weed and certainly no ghosts in this but place. Then our, but then our senior year, they had us team up with the fraternity. And the fraternity, it. I guess technically it wasn't hazing because that's not allowed, but you had to team up in these small little groups and they gave you a 30 rack of beer, a handle of hard liquor and like 10 joints. And it was like five people per group and you you had to finish. (laughs) And then you see the ghost. Right. But like, yeah, that sounds way more fun than anything I did with the sorority. Like to imagine like 30 girls all sitting around and playing with a Ouija board and then like all of the kids. That's way tighter. insane but speaking of Ouija boards I've done it one time with my brother but like I think maybe if this veil thing like I'm I'm someone that I don't know I don't know the Mm -hmm. answers and I I, unless I experience it I can't say that this is how it is for sure in any capacity which pisses me off because I believe it so I'm like no you're not allowed to not believe it (laughs) and I go like it's possible (laughs) but I also am immediately trying to like justify and explain well well, it could have been this you know what I mean with with the pillow thing I'm like maybe there was a pillow behind your head or one stacked up and it fell and it went like this smacked me you know what I mean like if a pillow fell down it could have went like that um but I did a Ouija board with my brother when I was young and nothing happened I mean I think we made ourselves purposely do it to get this answer that we wanted but like we went out i lived right. in canada in the forest at night candles small table board at night in the summer in i the think forest. the, go- the ghosts like, in gosh. canada are too nice like you're not gonna get like a fucked up <laughs> ghost <wouldn't> following <laughs> you you're gonna get someone it's who's true, like oh yeah. watch out there's a car syrup starts dripping out of the trees into my eye Fuck. yeah <laughs> Did you guys uh, ever do, first of all, have you ever listened to an uh, Let's Get Haunted episode before? And you can say no. Some of, some of, yeah. Okay. I mean, I rarely listen to any podcast because I have a short attention span, but I've absolutely checked it out and like listened to little stories. And when James was on and like, you know, I definitely okay. pop in. And I've skipped through and listened to the beginnings, but I'm too afraid to listen through. <laughs> <Yes. the story. laughs> like, no, it could be real. Well, the reason why I'm asking is because did you guys ever listen to, it was the episode Raycon five. Episode? Uh, it was yeah, it was a fucked up story, but the beginning part, we did ghost tests, to, and it was like for our audience to see, according to Japanese folklore, your, the answers to these tests determine whether or not you have the ability yeah. to open your third eye and see ghosts and interact with them. Did you guys listen to that? I did not, no, but holy shit, that I'm sounds like so Because terrible. maybe we could do one of the ghost tests right now, and I'm, you guys could participate. Oh, yeah. Do you want to? I'm absolutely yeah. in. I feel like I have potential to be developed. Yeah. We know our auras. This is really interesting. My stepmom oh, yeah, tell can me. see auras. <laughs> Wait, your stepmom can see auras? No, yes. This is for real. She, like her whole life. But she's she made doesn't... calls in our life that even we've known each other. We're like, she's like, this person's no good. And we're like, huh? 
and then it ends up that something terrible happens and we're like, oh. that person's no good. But she's not a medium. She's not a medium. She never really talked about this, so she developed it at a young age. So she never thought twice about it. She never looked up what colors mean. And then I forgot why she told me, but one day she told me, and she said mine was like an aqua or a teal. And as I got Ooh. older, um, it was had some like lavender, and that's like – spiritually in tune it was really I rude think. she said mine was dog shit colored and I <laughs> no, so <laughs> when i f when, when i did the sleepover episode the day i met everyone in sugar pine and met clay um my stepmom watched and said he has the best aura it's seafoam green oh. yeah, and she's like you gotta date him mm. and at this point like i wasn't even thinking like that it's the only reason then she decided to this is weird like, yeah, <laughs> ugly after mug. after our first green, date honey. our first date did it for us we were in love we were dating ever since but after our first date um, we filmed like the third video, the one where yeah. we went um, mini golfing, and my stepmom watched it. And she called me. She's like, "This is so weird, and I've never seen this, but your aura's blended, and it's the same." What? And I googled Whoa. what that meant. You're the same person now. <laughs> it means we're soulmates. That's what it means. That's so oh, cute. And she told me this so before sweet. we even like said I love you, or like mm. I don't even know if we're officially dating, so I didn't want to scare him off. But like that, that worked out. And that was a cool. good sign. That's, that's very adorable. Like, as someone who's always a little bit like you know uh, maybe it's not real kind of stuff like she doesn't she's said no to ex-boyfriends of hers before too like just seeing a picture and stuff like that it's not like muddy gray my goes, well what if that person just says that to any person that is nice and you know what i mean like right kind of adds to the situation that is already that way obviously you know but um she's very upfront and real with 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 certain things it's it's much more reliable than you think even as someone who is a little well the fact skeptical. that you guys but, found each other yeah. like you found your soulmate i think says that you have like a very high radiating frequency so i'm very interested to find out what you Let's like if it. you guys will do this ghost Boy. test and see like what the results oh, yeah. are Alyssa, you want to give it to them so in order to do so there's a couple of different tests most of them are really short this is the longest one and the most interesting one okay so okay. this this test let's let's just set the scene a little bit let's you want to go first is there a one at a time situation you can do it at the same time you can do it at the same time we do it the yeah. same time okay we just stick yeah <laughs> you just <laughs> die immediately. <Yeah. laughs> this test involves using your imagination i would like you to close your eyes clear your mind and focus i want you to picture your childhood home picture it exactly as you remember it if you had more than one childhood home, pick the one that holds the most significance for you. You are standing on the street or sidewalk facing your front door. Look at your front door. Picture the paint color, the doorknob, any windows or plants that may be next to it. Now place your hand on the doorknob and enter your childhood home. Close the door behind you and turn around. I'm scared. Look around you and take in everything that you see. Now I want you to go around to every window in your house, room by room, and open them. Take note of the order in which you are opening them. For example, perhaps you're starting with the windows in the living room. One by one, open each of them. Then move on to the kitchen, the bedrooms, any bathrooms, one by one. I'm going to give you a few seconds to finish opening all of the windows. I'm so scared. <laughs> once, don't touch me. <laughs> once all of the windows in your childhood home are open, I want you to close them 
in the opposite order in which you opened them. Mm. Close them one by one, taking note of each of the rooms you enter as you do so. Be sure to look around every room as you close the windows. Once all of the windows are closed again, exit your front door. Shut the front door behind you and stand facing the entrance to the home just like you did in the beginning. When you're ready, you can open your eyes and let me know. Blah! I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. Yeah, yeah, jump scare. Like you to, say, to say something like jump. I had to I rush a little bit. Touch me and scare I had a pretty me. big yeah. childhood home in the, in the country, but I had to <laughs> yeah. had to rush. I was running around. I was in like five times speed sometimes. But You're sprinting through it. the house. Okay. Yeah, literally. Well, guys, now I have some questions for you. So this ghost test is based on Japanese folklore. The first question: While you were walking through the house, did you see anybody? No. At the very at first, I did, but once I started focusing on the tasks, I didn't. Okay, but like so when I first went in, I did. I saw my like my mom and my brother. Okay, Aww, so Sammy Joe, you didn't see anybody. Kib, you did. So the next question is: If so, who did you see? Was it someone you knew, or was it a stranger? So you said it mom, was your brother, mom. Brother, strangers. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So mom and brother, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, it was just mom and brother. Did either of you see any animals? I no. didn't actually. Okay. So according to this urban legend, if you didn't see anybody, then your raycon or sixth sense isn't very strong and you probably can't see ghosts. If you saw people <laughs> in the house, then your raycon is a little stronger and you can most likely see ghosts. If the people you saw were people you knew, such as friends or family, and they looked normal, then that's a good sign. They look normal. If if the people you saw had their backs turned to you or looked str- or looked strange, that is considered a bad omen. If the people you saw were complete strangers, then your Raycon is very strong and you can wow. definitely see ghosts. And if you ever run into any of those strangers that you saw while imagining your house in real life, those people are not people at all, but are already dead. It wow. gives me chills even though I've That's heard this cool. story. I know. So I want to tell you guys something crazy about that. We had a listener who, like, we have a lot of listeners who are mediums, and one of them wrote into mm-hmm. us and said that her and her mom were doing that ray contest, and then they both saw at the same time a figure, and her mom stopped the test at the same time that she did, and she goes, did you see him? Like, without, without the daughter saying anything. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, like they both saw like a scary guy they didn't know. So yeah, in their childhood home, and then they both just stopped doing the test and like shut off the podcast, and then she emailed us. Damn. And now we're getting sued by them. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) No. That's the scariest part. When I took the test, I didn't see anybody, so my Raycon is very very low. I only saw my childhood dog. I didn't see any people. And so um, apparently if you see a dog, it's like, I I guess there's because the Japanese folklore is that uh, there's different levels. It's not just like I have the sixth sense or I don't. It's there's Mm -hmm, different mm -hmm. levels to to how strong. Yes, it's exactly. It's like a spectrum. And so I guess it goes like dogs or 
animals, I should say, animals, then people, then strangers. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. like the order in which like how strong your Raycon is. So, but again, I've never seen a ghost either and I want to so mm-hmm. bad. And Natalia and I have talked about that on this show. It's like, right. if maybe it's because we want it so bad, it's like we're desperate. Right. It's like when you want a boyfriend or something and then everyone's just like rejecting <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. And then as soon yeah. as you don't care anymore, they start flocking yeah. to you. Maybe that's what I need to do. I need to like... I think it's got to be similar to that because I've never seen a ghost as far as I know, but I do have a story that is the most insane thing I've ever experienced in my entire life that I could never explain oh if it if tell it's us. true or not. Alien. Wait, um, and it's, I think it's like an alien. It was a, a a ball of light type situation that I but like. Do you yes. want me to tell it? Yes. I can, do the, I can yes. try to get through it. Okay, tell so th- I'm I'm probably 14 to 16, um, and I live in the country in the same log house that I was imagining in this whole thing too, which is kind of barely connecting the dots there, but it's still <laughs> cool. Um, and so my friend lives like a 10 minute walk right down the road. And we're in the country, you know, on like 150 acres of land, like completely in the country in Canada. And uh, it's nighttime and I believe it's the summer. And we're um, we're four wheeling from his house back to my house, like an ATV. And he's driving and I'm on the back and we're driving down the road. Um, and there's nobody in the road because it's nighttime. It might be like 10 o'clock at night or something, pitch black. Um, there's the odd light post, like lamp light, street light um, that are on like the old ones in the country. Um, we're driving down the road and then there's this big hill that goes down and then it goes straight and then to my long driveway up to the house um, as we're driving we both see this light this ball of light that looked like it was like twice the height of a lamp like the street light um, up in the sky so like a full light post above it kind of moving at the, the same speed we were moving going down the road and we he, we stopped the car uh, or the the four wheeler because we were both like what the ever, ever living mm-hmm. shit is that and then it picked up speed and went almost into like hyper speed and went <laughs> gone but like we what? saw it for a while we're like do you see that do you see that what the hell is that do you see that yes i see that he stopped it like kept going picked up speed and then went <laughs> what color it, was it it was like white do you think it was close light, or far like away a ball of light it looked like it was close like like i said like twice the height of like, like you literally lamp, think it was light, twice the height the of the lights like this it was like another yeah. street light length up above it and then and then it just shot off into ga- miles of galaxy away whoa and we both saw this that's insane yeah it looked yeah 40 maybe maybe 100 feet max you like know what i mean it was watching you was that close like it, well it was further away from me but it was it was like 100 feet 40 to 100 feet off the ground like cuz it was above this street light and it was maybe 150 feet in front of us to our right like it, it was insane That's and insane. i'm very skeptical and as a um as a kid even skeptical then but still we would go on little ghost adventures just for fun no, not believing really um mm-hmm. and we both just could not explain this at all we, he drove to my place and stayed at my house like instead of just going right home because we he was just like shitting bricks being like what what the fuck was that no idea i was like i don't know <sighs> and then no. i heard him fire up his atv and floor it home because he was <laughs> terrified like Oh my God! That's Can't like Nat- Natalia saw what may or may not have been an alien last last year. Last year? And, yes, we were at Coachella, and we are too fucking old for festivals. But we tried. I don't think yeah. so. You're completely sober. They say Coachella yes. forty, and we were completely sober. We went home at like nine p.m. We were too tired, and yeah. Didn't even say it. We went home. Yeah. 
Yeah, end of story. I saw an alien. I'm very dismissive (laughs) of this because I went outside to talk on the phone. So we're like out in the middle of the fucking Coachella desert. Like there's no streetlights or anything around. And I'm like looking up at the sky and I can see satellites and I can see all these stars and I can see all these constellations. And it's like awesome, right? It's super clear and bright. Mm -hmm. I'm on the phone and I'm just thinking like, wow, you know, this is nice to be hanging out. And then all of a sudden I see something in the sky that doesn't match anything else that's in the sky. And it's like Mm -hmm. moving it's moving at a frequency where I was almost like, well, that looks like a satellite. Like the way that it's moving mm-hmm, is just like mm-hmm. very like um, continuous and it's on it's on a path. Yeah, it's right? on a steady. And I was like looking at that and I was like, that's not a satellite though. Cause you can see them. They're like mm-hmm. in orbit. They're like kind of on a curve going around, you know? And I was like, this is mm-hmm. like much closer than something that's in orbit. And I'm like looking at it. And then I'm like, Oh my God, is that like a UFO? There's no way. Is that a UFO? Is that a drone? Right. Like what? And I call to Alyssa and I'm like, Alyssa, get out here. Like, ah, like, cause I'm, I'm yeah, like yeah, seeing, yeah. it's time. Yeah, I'm like seeing something that I've never seen before. And I'm on the phone with someone. And as I'm on the phone with them, I'm like describing this thing to them and stuff. And they're like, whatever, you know? And then Alyssa, as soon as she gets there, it's not there anymore. And so I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Right, I'm just right. like going to b- never, I'm just going to believe that this was just a drone or, it was like something that I'm mm-hmm, too, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it was something yeah, explainable just because I had to experience it by myself. If Alyssa was with me and she was like, that was yeah. crazy. Then I would like go off the deep end. Then you'd be able to like, right. Have it verified. Right. Same with you, well, my friend. If it was just me, I would have been like, it, it just simply, there are just so much, the odds are so much in the favor of it being something that we can explain yeah. than it's not for the most right. part because there's billions of people experiencing weird things that they can't explain right. at all times. It's usually something you can't explain, but sometimes you can't explain it. Now, from my perspective, I was inside the house eating a bagel, watching TV, and then Natalia's outside and I'm pissed on the off phone. She asked me to come outside. <laughs> Yeah, this bag was getting cold. She's like, she's like, Alyssa, get here right now. And I'm like, is someone being murdered? And so I like run out there with half a bagel in my mouth and I open the sliding glass door and then I'm like, what, what? And she just goes, forget it. And then just like turns her back to me and walks away. And I'm like, what just happened? And then later she was like, look, I was going to tell you. Tell me what happened. Yeah. She was like, look, I was going to tell you, I think I saw a UFO or some shit, but like, there's no point in even telling you because it's gone. So like, now you're just going to think I'm crazy. And I was like, okay. It's just, yeah, it was just, it was taking up too much space in my brain. Like I just have to delete the experience Mm -hmm. because I just, you're so overwhelmed and then disappointed (laughs) that no one could verify that you're like, fuck it. Yeah, you know, it's like if you see an alien by yourself, like it doesn't just I suggest highly just letting go. <laughs> like just that's it. Right. I it's mean, like if, But what if, if it's so intense? No, but go. if a tree falls <laughs> in a forest and no one's around to hear it, did it make no. a sound? Yeah. If you see an alien and no one is around to verify it, then did it even happen? Just say no. Yeah, Delete just let the it experience. Right, because then you're then you're insane. You're an insane right. person. Yeah, because, exactly. Because this is what I've always said, and this is why it's so difficult for me to just immediately be- believe when someone says that they saw something or my friend saw something, and I trust this person a thousand percent, so I believe mm-hmm. that. Because if I believe one thing like that, then I then my mind is blown. Like if aliens yes. are, if I if I can believe today that aliens exist for yeah. sure and they're there, which I I sort of do believe, or that you saw a ghost. Someone tells me I saw a ghost. It was a ghost. It talked to me. It was a dead relative. Whatever. If I now believe that, then I my, it's brain meltdown forever. Mm-hmm. Now everything is possible and everything exists because it's not just ghosts that exist. If they do exist, it's fucking everything else. Right. It opens it's the floodgates. Yeah. And I'm not prepared for that, so I can't. 
can't just b- believe that and then right. But that's why people who have had experiences don't really talk about yeah. it. Right. Yeah. Stuff, like that's ki- true. Kids who remember things from past lives and mm-hmm. say things like, oh, I, mommy, I know who this is. Right. Like this is so-and-so. And like they're looking at a family album and it's a family yeah. member from like generations ago that they never met and never heard of. And how do they know that? And then they learn that like most people don't see or talk about these mm-hmm. things. So then mm-hmm. they forget. So kids forget these things. Yeah. Right. And then people who have like near death experiences think it's so wild and no one will believe them or they try to tell someone and they don't get the response yeah. that like they were hoping for. And then they stop talking about it and not enough people talk about it. Because could you imagine if you I if agree. you actually agree, like had a, if you were abducted by an alien and sent back for real, no one would believe you for real. Well, Alyssa and I, don't I, right. Alyssa and I went to this you. alien like, convention and there was like a whole class being taught. I watched that. Yeah, there was a whole t- class being taught to people who were abducted. It was basically like you were abducted, wow. like how to move on from that trauma. And like there was like a line mm-hmm. of people out of the door. And that was the first time that I was like, yeah, that's really hard to go through something like that by yourself. Because I'm more likely to believe other people. Like when someone says they had this crazy camping experience and they saw Bigfoot, I'm like, holy shit, like that's insane but i believe right it all. but like when i see it i'm just like there's no way that this is happening to me you know like you i'm not like a special try to figure out what it yeah, is yeah i'm not like a special you know bigfoot like medium right like so that mm-hmm. was just mm-hmm. like <laughs> not a bigfoot but can't trust myself yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah i'm yeah. really excited to tell you guys this story today because i think you guys are going to be first of all very scared because there's lots of evidence and also, wow. I think it's going to bring up a lot more talking points for us about the paranormal and how that affects um, everyday life. But before we do that, should we thank our donors, Alyssa? Yes, I would love to thank our donors. If you guys are listening and you're wondering, wow, how does this podcast run? <laughs> Um, Not very well, but if you would like to make a donation to us, you can do so by Venmoing at DogMomUSA or at NatStron, or you can make a donation to our Ko-fi account by going to letsgethaunted.com. Upper right-hand corner is a button that says donate, and it'll take you to our coffee page. Or Natalia has a PayPal and a Cash App. What are those, Natalia? PayPal.me slash NatStron, and my Cash App is um, at the dollar sign Natalia Strawn. And if you're getting really confused and you don't know, if you just DM us on like Twitter or like add us on social media, like we'll probably respond. So you can do that too. <laughs> we have no lives. We like talking to you guys. So our um, social media platforms are at Let's Get Haunted on Instagram and Twitter. We also have a subreddit, r slash Let's Get Haunted. We're on literally any platform you can think of. We even have a TikTok. We haven't used it yet, but sometimes people will tag us. And, you know, there's like a whole paranormal side to TikTok. People will tag us in videos. And yeah, I watch those videos that you guys tag us in. So we have a Twitch, which we only use to watch like you guys on Twitch, (laughs) basically. (laughs) Um, But yeah, definitely find us on any platform. Big thank you to Ephraim P, Janine H, Riffy S, Brielle S, and Kevin T. Thank you guys. And we'd also like to thank Ephraim P, Janine H, Arian S, Louis W., Amy S, Matthew C, Hannah R, Jesse B, Kevin T, Tay S, Jesse B, Waxit Play Pet Care. Hey, some uh, dog sitting company That's donated amazing. $20 to us. Thank you Aww. so much. Sydney M, 
And I think I already read these people last time. Michelle H, Rachel V, Madison F, Taylor M, Louis W, Haley A, Alicia C. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys so much. You guys make this all possible. Seriously, we um, adore you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you guys so much. Seriously, Slay. thank you. Slay. Yeah, they, Kib would like to thank you <laughs> thank personally. You so much, guys. If Seriously. you, I'm, if you guys Venmo us right now, Kib right now. will personally drive to your home <laughs> and shake your hand, and that's and a beat promise. The, beat the shit out of you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you so much for donating. I'm gonna kick the shit out of you. <laughs> Natalia, I'm so excited. So just so you guys know, Kib and Sammy Joe, I don't know what story she's going to tell. That's the way this works. Oh, fun. I love that. So every We switch and off. you get to experience it. Exactly. We switch off every other week. So one week I'll tell the story. The next week she tells the story. And the other person has no idea what the story is. So I'm just cool. as excited as you guys yep. are. So to go ahead and start this story off, I want to talk to you guys and set the scene of how this story really began. And I want to take us all the way back to mm. 1966 in the Soviet Russian district of Gorky. <gasps> so I first of all want to start, does anyone have any idea of what Soviet Russia was like during 1966? And are, we're not like a history podcast. Sounds like a very terrible uh, <laughs> the 60s. Wasn't that um, terrible times for for war and wait did you say 1960s or 1600s 1966 soviet russia was there war and stuff in the 60s You're i don't asking remember the wrong person. <laughs> i'm canadian i don't know what you School guys are up me. to in the u.s anyways but what we, yeah let us know yeah so in terms of haunted things that were going on in 1966 or in soviet russia era i yeah. Alyssa is very well versed in this because she did yeah she did an episode about Soviet Russia. Alyssa, do you cool. want to explain like a little bit of what was going on in terms of what we've talked about on Let's Get Haunted yeah. during that time? The 1950s and 60s in Russia was fucking bananas. It was like we had <laughs> we had war. We had the space race. And in 1966, right, I remember we talked about this on the episode about the lost cosmonaut conspiracy. Joseph Stalin made a comeback in 1966 mm. in Soviet Russia. So it was a haunted Jesus. as fuck time. Yeah. Right. And from the um, American perspective, we had the Red Scare going on at this time. Mm -hmm. And people were really afraid of communism. It was like communists versus everyone else, pretty much. Um, and Russia and was yeah, a communist was country like back then, right? For sure. Correct. Yes. Maybe, maybe even yes. today. I don't a know. very powerful communist country. I think <laughs> they, they, I don't know the exact stats on it, but Russia at that time was very strong in terms of having like a workforce. Communism, strong workforce, and spooky. But like, when you think of communism, like, what are some of the, and, and a lot of this obviously is going to be sort of convoluted by growing up in a place that's not communist. Like, we've been sort of taught that it's very bad. But mm -hmm. if you think of, like, outside of, oh, this is just a bad thing, like, what are some values as far as, like, being a, a child that grew up in this time that you think, like, you might have been instilled with if you grew up in a communist country? Hmm. Collectivism, for sure. The group is more important than the individual. Mm-hmm. Right, right, exactly. Right, right. I, I think of for some reason dictatorship when I think yeah. of communism. Mm -hmm. is, order, yeah, dictatorship, you know? yeah, rules, so, order, exactly. Yeah, communist countries um, are 
yeah, they're structured. structured. Where, where it doesn't feel like you have the choice for it. It's like forced structure mm-hmm. is what I think of. Right. right. Well, there's, yeah, there's nothing to even compare it to. It's yeah. like you, you're going to kind of like, I think of it as like an assembly line. Like everyone mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. a role that they're playing in order for this country to operate at like its highest capacity to make as much, many goods as it can. What a shitty it, life, huh? <laughs> the, the, Russia's just a just a, an assembly line like it's supposed to be like help the country run at its like optimum right, right. like everyone is playing their role and it also produces people who really value hard work growing up in um, a place like that might really make somebody grow up a little bit faster I think like with more order and more structure mm-hmm. um, so I want to talk to you guys next about the protagonist of our story his name is Anatoly Moskvin, and I could be, I, I know why for a fact I'm saying that wrong because I'm not Russian. So I'm going to call him right. Moskvin for the rest of this, Got or it. sometimes Anatoly, and just like it, pretend it's fine. So his <laughs> full name is Anatoly Yurevek Moskvin, and as a child, he's a very intelligent child. Mm-hmm. He proves himself to be far superior to his peers at a very young age. And as he grows up, he becomes even more intelligent. He becomes a very well-known figure in Russian academic circles. He's a linguist, a translator, a writer, and a journalist. He knew 13 languages fluently. He Damn. had published several books, and he even dabbled a bit in magic. That's so random. Also, he was considered to be quite the expert when it came to local cemeteries as well because he was so interested in history he had traveled extensively and specifically he was interested in celtic culture Mm. and he taught about all of his interests about um, cemeteries and history and celtic culture and language and travel at the college level he would give um, lots of uh, lectures on the topics and specifically, he was a journalist in Nizhny Novgorod, which is Russia's fifth largest city. And as a hobby, he was into doll making. In oh, fact, his apartment is, yeah, is his flag. apartment <laughs> is full of these life-size homemade dolls, oh, which no. are bra- dressed nope. in bright Yikes. dresses and headscarves. And they have their hands and their faces wrapped in cloth. And he makes these by hand. And he also, he's a collector of all sorts. He collects old-fashioned plastic dolls as well, like little Barbie dolls. Um, uh-huh. And Barbie wasn't a, wasn't a brand that they had there in Russia at that time. So I say Barbie doll, I'm meaning just like a small like plastic doll mm-hmm. for children. Mm-hmm. And he displays his dolls, the handmade ones and the plastic ones in his apartment. And he collects like a ton of random stuff, like books on history and just things related to his many interests. I can only imagine when Where you speak 13 the languages. Where for this? Well, <laughs> I'm Soviet Russian. Does he have maybe? a job yeah. as well? Or? Well, this, here's, here's my thoughts. Everyone needs a hobby. But when you start telling me that someone is interested in like dolls of little girls or something I do like or like anything related to children it makes me a little uncomfortable and maybe that's me being judgmental maybe this is not the scary part of the story but I just feel like that makes me a little uncomfortable when I think of like a grown-ass man 
Is this weird that I have all like no. I'm holding up my like Pushis no and my Rayakumas no right now, like my like little Japanese dolls? Is this yeah. weird? No, that's fine. <laughs> Natalia's holding that's, up some stuffed fun. animals. No, that's that's normal. I got some stuffed animals. I'm sure. Oh, I do. I have this one. We have that matching. That was a voodoo doll. I have this one. Yeah. <laughs> I made it of Kib. This is a crochet, kib. a handmade crochet doll that someone made for us. Look, it's a Let's Get Haunted. Cool. Uh, it's an alien. Cute. And we have matching ones. Mine says Nat on the back. Alyssa says Allie on the back. Yeah, so is that weird? Like, I I thought the same thing. I was like, the doll making things, like, a little weird. But then I was thinking, this guy is super intelligent. He's super into all this culture. And it's not like he only makes these dolls, right? He collects books. He collects, like... Yeah, I would say that if we met this person in any everyday situation, uh, and then found that out that it would be extraordinarily weird no matter how smart <laughs> it certainly explains it and possibly disarms it a little bit but it's still weird no matter what yeah. old dolls are creepy how do you think he explains that to like people he's on a date with like he's like they're like what do you do for fun dolls <laughs> and magic and he pulls out a, a rabbit Wait, you guys, have you guys ever watched that Barcroft YouTube channel or True Life and they interview like different weird people and I don't want to say weird, familiar. but like people with like very we niche did? hobbies and stuff like that. I watched mm-hmm. one semi-recently this year about a guy who collected life-size sex dolls. So this is a little different. That's not weird. And <laughs> he was going on a date with this lady and they were like, <laughs> right? And the camera crew is following him around and as he's like going on these dates and he has to tell these women eventually like, Hey, I have a doll collection. And then he brings one woman home to show her. And she realizes that they're not dolls. Cause at first she was like, Oh dolls, who cares? Everyone's got their thing. They're human corpses. No, no, they're sex dolls. Like functioning, oh, they are sex dolls. functioning oh. sex dolls. Does he have sex with them? No, he doesn't sexualize them. How dare you? Yes. No. He has sex. He, <laughs> has very sex. Kind he dresses them. them and yeah. keeps them. God, yeah. that's so. When, how do they react? Like the women, when they find out she, I, I felt really bad because she's trying to be nice. Like she doesn't want to like tear this man apart. Kink shame him. Right. So she's being nice to the camera. She's like, Oh, well, you know, that's nice that he has oh, that's nice. a hobby, you know? Yeah. Like he seems like a nice guy, but then it like cuts to a black screen. It goes two weeks later. She like broke up with him or whatever. It's not for everyone. Right. You don't need to announce your, your sexual like toys. You know what I mean? Like just so you know, I have a box before you come home. I have a box full of pocket pussies. <laughs> keep them and I collect them. Well, like, you rather just be keep that to yourself. You know? like, well, if, I'd rather if they're be life size sex dolls, then like they're probably like what, like five five. He has to bring it up. They're all scattered around the house, sitting yeah. at his kitchen table <laughs> and on the couch, and one in his bed and one on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> if I were him, because those things aren't cheap, I would just start my own sex doll manufacturing company, and yeah. then it would look cool. It would be like, yeah, like actually, like I sell these things. I'm a business. They're like, you know, $30,000 a piece. That's why <laughs> right. they're all over my house. It's the Gucci of sex toys. Right. And then right. the girls will be like, wow, that's so cool. He's an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wow. So that I guess that was a little bit of a tangent. But my point was, yeah, if I knew a person to go along with what kid was saying if like i met some dude in real life and he was like hey i have like 500 dolls i don't care what kind of doll they are in my head it's weird yeah i immediately think that's that's odd yeah, it's a red, red flag. flag yeah well i was gonna ask you guys that so that's great we covered that talking point mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. another one of his hobbies that he was into was magic and he calls himself a magician and he specifically is really interested from a historical standpoint because he is a journalist 
that uh, he's interested in the occult. He likes to study oh. like mm. and uh, yeah, and I think that's kind of weird too. But at the same time, like I have this podcast, let's no, get haunted. Like I'm yeah. very interested in the occult, <laughs> right? I know way too much about like you know weird black magic stuff that I would never do, but I just find it interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Moskvin is also a self-proclaimed expert on cemeteries, and he dubbed himself something called a necropolis, and one colleague called his work as a necropolis priceless. Now, do you guys want to take a stab at what a necropolis is or what a necropolis does? I'm going to go ahead and let Sammy joke. I think we should guess. Yeah, Yeah, let's guess. guess. Wait, can you repeat (laughs) the first part of what you said? You said he did something in a cemetery? Um, He does? What did you say? He's a self-proclaimed expert on cemeteries, and he dubs himself a necropolis. Dubs. And I said dug. I was like, so he's digging holes in the I'll give you guys a hint. A necropolis is a cemetery or a mausoleum, like the giant necropolis in um, Egypt, like holds uh, like a coffin. So that's what a necropolis is. Now, he's calling himself a necropolist. So what do you guys think that is? Oh, someone who makes coffins. He like knows everything about every necropolis. He studies cemeteries. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. it's weird because it actually it's not it's not a word. So like the computer keeps trying to correct it and it doesn't have anything to correct it to. Yeah. And I googled it and Google doesn't seem to have any like thing in the dictionary about this like necropolis. Spooky. And mm-hmm. I don't know like it's maybe like it's so niche of a thing that the dictionary doesn't include it or maybe it's Pretty just niche. like a new a new thing yeah. i don't know but why do you guys think that the word necropolis is not in the dictionary despite this very educated man who speaks 13 languages and is a college level teacher having claimed to be one and he also writes like articles for magazines with mm-hmm. other necropolis so why do you guys think that's not in the dictionary oh i was gonna say i feel like that's just like a douchey smart guy thing to just make up a word and be like that's what i am <laughs> i don't yeah, know that's yeah, kind yeah. of what i think right. of it I was going to say that I think that someone knows something that they don't want us to know. Oh. And they're, the smart people are removing it. I feel oh. like it seems or like the there's... the informed people, like the people who know. Right. They don't want it to be out there. Oh, that's interesting. Right. Like they don't want this to be an everyday word. Yeah. I just feel like it's so niche and it's also kind of um, morbid. And mm-hmm. I think that there isn't a productive research uh, or a productive reason to study um those you know what i mean so it doesn't feel like uh it adds anything to society just to study them <laughs> you know what i mean so i think that that's, a that's answer. my answer why it doesn't seem productive yeah. wouldn't an archaeologist study necropolises because that's like when you go like you said right. natalia when you yeah. go to egypt and there's like yeah. these ancient cemeteries right. that's an archaeologist right that studies that so why right. would yeah. why would you yeah. need a necropolist like designation right he doesn't like rocks or anything yeah. else he just wants to focus doesn't on give a shit about fossils corpses. Yeah. yeah so great was his expertise in necropoly that he was actually paid to list and summarize the dead in more than 700 cemeteries mm. in over Ooh. 40 regions of the nisni novgorod 
Oblast in 2005, and Moskvin's work was referred to as pathbreaking and priceless by his colleagues who are also necropolis. And Anatoly wrote articles that were published in many Nisni Novgorod newspapers, and his documentary series titled Great Walks Around in Cemeteries and What the Dead Said were published oh. in a weekly newspaper. Hmm. And according to Alexei Yesen, the editor of Necrologies, which is a specialist weekly paper on obituaries, cemeteries, and famous dead people, quote, all of his life, Anatoly was obsessed with walking around hundreds of cemeteries, studying, and documenting the graves. There is nobody like him in Russia. He had hmm. researched over 750 cemeteries all over Nizhny Novgorod region, being paid miserable kopecks for his priceless, unique work. Hmm. Question: What is he? What is he creating? What is the content that he's creating that these people deem to be so priceless and, and newsworthy and um, digestible for the rest of the world? See, I had the same questions because I'm like, who the fuck cares, you know? But yeah. like, you know, like it's a cemetery. Like people go there to die and pretty much the only people or people go there because they're dead. And pretty <laughs> much the only ones who care are yeah. like people who come back to mourn, you know? But mm -hmm. I guess from a historical standpoint, because he is like so interested in history, there are a lot of things in cemeteries that especially that weren't well documented, um, like before we really gave a shit about any of this. Mm -hmm. So he could be going through those cemeteries and he's like taking down names and he's mm. taking down like the dates of people oh, who died true. or if he sees an unmarked grave he's like really like researching that yeah. and i think in there were particular instances too where he even would like dig up the bones of unmarked graves and like do testing on them to find out like more about that person or whatever but he was like literally the expert yeah. in this field and i think that's why like it kind of seems like he was one of the only people who's doing this aside mm -hmm. from the fact that there's a whole fucking magazine about that shit that <laughs> I didn't think anyone would care about either. Literally. Like when I found out that there was a weekly newspaper, I was like, how is there like enough news about like, an audience to, <laughs> to read this? No. I think that it, thinking about it like that makes a lot more sense of it. Yeah. He's a historian of dead people and, and going to graveyards and then, you know, doing what a historian does, but to this specific people, and then he, he likes the, the morbid part of it which is like digging up the dead people and and so that makes more sense yeah you know, I agree a historian too. of the dead and I, I think from a historical standpoint um he's like very interested in like the ritual of cemeteries and like how they right. have been like a part of religion or humanity like it like indefinitely like people have been dying and we've had to figure out a way to dispose of our dead like forever so mm -hmm. I think like that's what a lot of his lectures and a lot of his um expertise is about like the actual acts of burying the dead and the rituals that go into like these funeral rites right yeah so, so based on that I've kind of changed my mind about this guy I was maybe I was being too harsh yeah. on him maybe you, you know what now well, the I'm, dolls thing the, well let's ignore that for now i mean maybe he's just one of those people that gets really into something and then like forgets about it so like he got really into dolls and then he got really mm -hmm. into cemeteries right. and then he got really yeah, into yeah, books yeah. Right. like but it kind of makes yeah. me think to your point keb could this be someone who's so fucking smart that it's basically like when you're writing a dissertation for a PhD and you focus on one little tiny thing mm -hmm. and you write like a like a book about it, mm -hmm. basically, like maybe right. that's his thing is like he mm -hmm. is really smart. He's studying cemeteries and these necropolis necropolises are what he's decided. Yeah. Necropoli? Are his little, necropoli? That's his little niche. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Like, or maybe he was just trying to be a regular historian and it was way too competitive. And then he was like, well, what's something True. I can study that like, I'll literally be an expert so fast because no one fucking knows shit about this. Right. And then he just like made up that word necropolis. Yeah, he's like a narcissist, like, like a genius expert. narcissist who yeah. just wants to yeah. be into something that there's no one else in the exactly. master it. Or he has a dark side and he's tricking everyone into thinking he's this great historian. He's doing his job. Mm. So if you see him in graveyards and digging up bones and reburying people, that he's a good guy and don't suspect anything. Oh, I don't know. Hiding his secret little pleasures in in, in wrapping it in this way that the world actually praises him for it. That could be. That's actually. Wow. Well, let's find out. So. In a 2007 interview with the newspaper, Nitsigorodsky Robaki or Nitsni Novgorod worker, that was exactly right. Moskvin <laughs> said that he had begun wandering through cemeteries when he was just in the seventh grade. Quote, I don't think anyone in this city knows them better than I do. He said from 2005 to 2007, Moskvin had inspected 752 cemeteries across the region, often traveling about 30 kilometers, which is 20 miles a day by foot. And while he was doing this, he drank from puddles. He spent nights in haystacks or at abandoned farms. And once he even claimed that he slept in a coffin that had been readied for a funeral the next day. No, that's weird. He said that while he was doing this, he was repeatedly questioned by police because they were like, what the fuck are you doing? And then they always ended up letting him go once they found out that he was researching for this. um, Studying. Yeah. And he was publishing a paper because he remember i don't know if i told you guys this but he had been commissioned to study those like 700 graves or whatever so now i'm going to show you guys a picture of him I'm let scared. me make sure i'm, I'm not going like, to reveal anything <laughs> hell yeah what are you guys thinking he's going to look like white dude because he's russian and just like an yeah. old white. old white guy wait how old is little, the photo fo- like how old thicker. is he in the photo you're showing us he's he's going to be 45 in this glasses photo. i'm, I'm saying glasses big beard no you know what because he's so like Renown, I think he's gonna be handsome. I think oh, he's gonna be a handsome guy because people don't suspect him. He might be like him. six two. He might have sideburns. Maybe he's blue charming. Eyes, white shirt. Yeah. <laughs> big, of me. big yucky beard. I'm Kib's dream man. Okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah, he's handsome. Hey, Kib, you were oh, right. Blue sicko. eyes. You were right. I don't know why I thought he'd have like white long shirt. curly hair. You were right, Kim. Oh, it's Tom Segura. <laughs> yeah, it is. It looks like Tom Segura. <laughs> this is his professor photo. You know how you have to take like a photo for being in, you know, like a professor or whatever the fuck. Like yeah. this is his photo. That's so does anyone, I'll let um, Sammy Joe describe what he looks like. And then Kib, you can add on to that. Because we are an audio-only podcast, right. so describe like visually yeah. what you're seeing. And you guys can look on the Instagram. This will be up. Yeah, he's a he's a handsome older gentleman. Looks like he's got a little bit of a receding hairline. Very short, maybe like a centimeter long of hair. It's kind of salt and peppering. He's got a nice trimmed up beard and mustache. Some pretty blue eyes. Beard's a little, he looks, gray, little gray beard. He mustache. looks like the nice professor i wouldn't suspect him to be collecting dolls or sleeping in people's unused coffins and then we'll talk about his dark side that i'm getting from this as well <laughs> obviously i have the what context so i'm extremely biased already but if you look through his <laughs> eyes not only are you seeing the sweet angel eyes of his but if you go down to his mouth you start to see the eyes you're like wow what beautiful eyes you go down you see his mouth and you're like mm, there's something dark there 
Mm. Wait, why? I see that too. Just the vibe. It just looks like a mouth. I mean, I saw my mom and my brother in my little in the test we did earlier. So I don't know. Should I send this (gasps) photo to my stepmom to read his aura? Yeah, yeah. Send it to her without telling her. Wait, can you do that right now? She'll reply instantly. Okay, I'm texting it to you right now. Okay, cool. I'm excited. Now I'm going to show you guys some pictures of his like hobbies, and so some pictures of his like um like macrame doll things that he made. So here's some of his dolls. Jesus. Oh. I didn't expect that. Do you want to describe the dolls? (laughs) It's absolutely fucked up. What I'm seeing is it looks like, it looks dead. It looks like he's got a, he created something that the face looks like its eyes are shut and that it's dead and its face has been like punched in almost. To me, it looks like it doesn't even have a face. It's So what we're looking at here looks like a, maybe a couple foot long doll, maybe like a four foot, three foot doll. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's laying down on a piece of furniture or something. It's dressed in clothes. They're very brightly colored clothes, but the hands look like he has just stuffed two brown paper bags. And then the face has like Mm. no discernible facial features to me. It just looks like a potato. Some more dolls. Yeah. I'm seeing, I'm seeing the nose and the eyes and the mouth, but it just looks like it's kind of like smushed in like, Smush, Ooh, like, this one's yeah. worse here's his book collection oh, um and next to another doll this is you want to describe this one it it looks like it's tied up is it is yeah, this, else this also looks like absolutely this looks again like it's dead or going to be dead it also does resemble youth uh, uh, someone young yeah i don't know why it's like, just like, these it's like children's legs. clothes oh that's children's what i think clothes, is weird about yeah. it yeah weird i think Russian because the dolls are small Full and size, he put though. them in like real children's clothes it's yeah. like kind of weird but you can also see behind him he has like a very organized book collection they're like numbered 71 72 and it seems like he's really into collecting those books but that there's picture, another the one chaos of these dolls. Oh, oh god no. this one has a face no that one looks wrong it looks like a child with really (laughs) you guys are so mean you guys are so mean like he's just not that good at making dolls and he put he put like kids clothes on them instead of just like sewing great no but it's not like he photographed them like looking cute or like they literally look like they were thrown in the back of a car with (laughs) a bunch of garbage like that's scary it It looks like it's a dead child found yeah it's like it's like a dead child that he dressed up with makeup this one has red bright red lipstick like smeared around the mouth yeah and it's less like a collector's toy like a barbie to keep on the shelf or to have your kids play with not a murder when doll. they come over no but it looks like he does things with them like i don't uh, know you, okay you, well, you can just guess what those things are i just thought that this was a guy that's not very good at making dolls like have you ever tried to paper mache something yes. and, like you think it's gonna turn out looking awesome and it just looks like a bunch of wet fucking paper just like I've shitty and then i think like the thing that makes them look creepy is because they're like uncanny valley right mm-hmm. not like that's a what human. i was gonna say it yeah. like looks but off. they're also tattered you know, like those but clothes. Well, yeah, the dress and then I like think the thing that makes them really dirty. fucked up is he's put like actual children's clothes on them. Because when you buy a doll or something, it has like a costume doll outfit. Right. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. those are like actual outfits that like a child would wear to church or like some formal event or something. Like it was very, it's very strange. I'll agree with that too. And I think he's just not good at making dolls because he just like covered up their hands. Like he's like, this is too hard to make a hand. Yeah. I'm he's just smart cover enough it. that if that's if that's him going, ah, they're not very good, but I'll keep trying. Like he's so smart though like no, but that's quit that hobby why didn't he have 
any attention to detail with yeah. like the hands. There's no fingers. Like that didn't matter to him. It's but almost like you know makeup did. You know, like Hitler, his pictures that he used to paint of people. Do you guys have you ever seen any of those paintings? Because he was trying to be a famous painter. So. He was rejected from art school. Then he became a fucking horrible person. Yeah, we right? actually have a Hitler original on the wall. No, yeah. but but people say that the reason why he got rejected from art school is because he's not very good at painting people. And when you look mm. at like there were psychiatrists that were analyzing his paintings and they said that they could tell from the way he was painting people that he didn't view people as people. Like he wow. that's and that's right. why he wasn't a very good artist. Interesting. Because he like couldn't get the features like he's right. Like a sociopath. Yes. And so oh, that's yeah. kind of what right. I'm thinking when I look at these dolls where I'm like, why can't he get the features right? Like, why do these look like Uncanny Valley? And and if you're really that bad at something, maybe just go buy a doll that's already made. Maybe yeah, like yeah, yeah. if you really like dolls, just go buy one. Why do you got to make and one? He wants to control yeah. in many ways of yeah. creating it. And then it like being, he's God or know, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. dolls are usually small. Yeah. So he also had like a bunch of Barbie dolls and stuff, but because those that's were like, like the weirdest looking things, that's the <laughs> photos that I showed everyone because I was like, this is like fucking weird, weird right, right, like right. photos. Yeah, it was fucking weird, exactly. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I just think when I look at that, it's kind of weird, like Sammy Joe was saying, how it's just like haphazardly mm -hmm. put around, you know, like he's putting them on display, but they're not like in an airtight. It, it, it's not like a bookshelf full of these dolls where he has like a place for them. They're kind of just like mm -hmm. out around his house at, as if they're like part of the decor and then Shucked like it seems like he's kind of a pack rat because he's just got like rugs and shit like everywhere yeah. it just doesn't books. it doesn't look organized and, and what does he want to feel when he sees these like th when they're done and they're just on display which they're barely on display <laughs> they're like it's like finding a dead child yeah. literally like mm. you know what i mean like what, mm. if a police found a dead child on the side of the ditch like that's what i feel when i see that <laughs> right. what, so that's what he knowingly is feeling or maybe he's not feeling anything because he's a sociopath but like that and that could exactly be it but he's not a sociopath like that's what he wants to feel when he walks around his place and sees these like dead children dolls yeah they look you know? and there were piles of children's clothes next to the one of the pictures you showed us natalia it was like a, yeah. the, the one that looked like it had rope around the eyes and mouth i don't know yeah. if that's actually what it was right. but there was i think it was tape tape yeah, it looked like oh tape, yeah. oh wow that makes it better so he taped right, up the face of one weird. of his child dolls that he made <laughs> well it was a work in progress well it wouldn't shut up <laughs> yeah oh kib what if that's what he thinks though Oh, he's just batshit crazy. He's like, shut up. Like the dolls are talking to him. It's like oh, a graveyard. A he made his own graveyard. Let's Whoa. recap. His hobbies are writing articles for Necrologies, which is a specialist weekly newspaper on obituaries. He catalogs information found on gravestones and in cemeteries. He makes dolls. He's a practicing magician. He travels the world. He's a linguist and a history buff. What, like, do you guys, I know we've talked a lot about what? this already, but what do Voodoo. you make out of Anatoly oh. so far? Have you guys ever met anyone like him? No. Uh, no, and I hope I never do. Yeah, <laughs> she's actually oddly a lot like him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've met people who are into weird shit. Like, uh, one of my good friends, Lydia, she's, like, into taxidermy. She's, like, into, like, animals. And so she has, like, these fucking, she's, yeah. like, when one of her snakes dies, she'll, like, put it in the freezer and then, like, taxidermy it later. Oh, that's super so, weird, like, yeah. So, like, I think that's fucking weird, too. <laughs> that's super weird. But people do it. You but can she also, you can like, has redeeming. <laughs> she, redeeming qualities she also as has, well, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, like she's that's not like her only thing, you know. She's like a studio artist. She makes art that's not weird, that's cool, and right. then she also makes like weird fucked up shit. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm also cool. like, okay, maybe I'm just not like edgy. I don't get it. But yeah. what what also too, just to talk about him from a psychological standpoint, what early life experiences do you guys think attracts people to like study a cemetery or want to become a necrologist? I I I had the thought that like maybe he just wanted to be an expert on something and so that's Mm. what he did but what do you guys think i feel like having a niche interest to me is not unusual like if Mm -hmm. if you're just studying cemeteries that's cool like whatever but the sleeping in coffins thing i think you're right natalia like what happened in his childhood to like make him want to walk 20 miles drink from puddles sleep in a coffin i don't know what do you think sammy joe or a past life maybe it's soviet russia though Cause like, what if he does can't afford a car? You know, like what if like that's just life is hard yeah. there, and he has maybe, still maybe that's part of the He could have like found a motel, or he j- even just slept on the side of the street on some grass. But he yeah, chose to sleep in, in the coffin. It's a bit obsessive. That's pass obsessive into uh, sick in the head. You know, is, to, isn't to a coffin sleep in that's a coffin. been prepared for a body like doesn't it have like it's sheets really and pillows and stuff in it? Yeah, but it would scare me and perhaps the average <laughs> that's person. So, that's so morbid. He seems to yeah. be obsessed. And right. I think either maybe he lost someone in his life and maybe at an early age mm. or maybe it's a mm. past it's like, life. Well, you don't have to pay rent, but you can. You have to sleep in this coffin every day of your life. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I think I'm going to pass because that's absolutely fucked up and I would go batshit crazy. <laughs> like, maybe. What if he was really interested in vampires or something? Right, because he is into black magic and the yeah. occult. Like, you know. Hmm. Yeah. That's the thing. So that was the other thing. When you said magic, we've I've kept hearing that he's into magic, and the, the, immediately the only thing I'm thinking is it's not normal magic. He's not pulling rabbits out of a hat. He's pulling fucking <laughs> severed heads out of hats. This yeah. dude's black <laughs> magic. Like he's interested. And and so when you said or someone said who said something about uh, voodoo dolls? Voodoo. I think so. He's th- maybe to these dolls. Maybe he's trying to bring them to life. Or he's he's mm. you know he's incorporating this whole historian thing of like learning about who these dead people were and then trying to humanize them in a certain way have by, them come through yeah, the dolls yeah come through and, and black magic mm. and there's something, something maybe that's here. why dolls are so creepy and when they move and like <clears throat> you know do right. weird stuff like there's lots of stories on that if we're just going to throw out things natalia because you had said mm-hmm. what do we think his childhood was like is that that was the question right yeah okay right, if right, i'm just gonna right, like right. throw some shit out there maybe maybe as a child something like maybe he was molested or something and that's why he collects these dolls Mm. that look like children and he like tries to take care of them but doesn't do that great of a job is he like Mm. trying to relive his childhood through the dolls i'm just throwing out a random guess those are all really good guesses so you guys who here thinks that anatoly is um giving red flags and a psychopath and who here thinks that he's just a normal cemetery historian yeah this is normal so so Kib and Sammy Joe raised their hands. They think yes. that he's a psychopath. <laughs> right. Alyssa? Well, I'm Absolutely. I'm kind of on the fence because I don't know what this story is about. I know, like, I don't know. If, what if something bad happens to him and that's the story? What if he's not the one causing the bad things? Then oh. I'm going to feel like a dick if I'm, like, judging mm-hmm. this guy based on his interest in weird dolls. And then it turns out that he just right. is like super into that innocently and then something bad happens to him i don't know so i'm gonna reserve judgment well, even if it is innocent it's still weird would i date him no but <laughs> it's innocently weird <laughs> right so Alyssa, i kind of am on the same page with you so in 2009 
locals began to discover the graves of their loved ones desecrated, sometimes oh. completely dug up. And a large majority of the graves that were desecrated belonged to Muslim girls who had died. So the Russian Interior Ministry spokesman General Valery Gribakin told CNN that initially, quote, our leading theory was that it was done by extremist organizations. We decided to beef up our police units and set up groups composed of our most experienced detectives who specialize in extremist crimes. And then for two years, the Interior Ministry's leads went nowhere. They're just trying to figure out who is desecrating these graves of these Muslim girls. They don't know what's going on. And graves continue to be desecrating and they, no one can figure out why. And then a break in the investigation came following a terrorist attack at the Domo de Dovo airport in Moscow in 2011 and shortly afterwards authorities heard reports of muslim graves being desecrated in nizhny novgorod which is where anatoly is from so investigators were led to a cemetery where someone was painting over the pictures of the dead muslims but they weren't damaging anything else and these things that they were painting over um were Pictures that they didn't really understand, and some of them looked like uh, some sort of, like, ritual, like, satanic-type stuff. So that's why they thought that it was a, um extremist organization, because why would someone be putting this, like, weird satanic symbolism on the graves of, like, Muslim um, people who had died? And they were only Muslim little girls, too, so... It was just weird. Like, it had, like, a weird extremist sort of um, air to it, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So then the police began probing our uh, protagonist, Anatoly, because he's fucking always at cemeteries and looking at graves yeah, yeah. and, like, walking around by foot yeah, and, like, drinking out of puddles and <laughs> being, being a fucking weirdo. So they're like, okay, let's actually find out, like, what's going on with this dude, you know? Maybe he can tell us what this is about like these pictures He's on these graves 10, because hours <laughs> i have a new theory oh wait sammy joe has a new theory what so you said these were all young girls uh-huh. what if he has been digging them up and like putting i don't know what's it called like not clay but something that like goes over like them wax? that's why these hands are just yeah like what if he's been like coating them and turning those into the oh. dolls that just a theory very creepy um so now i'm going to show you guys a video <laughs> that's in <laughs> russian so the police when they are questioning anatoly he's like super upfront with them because he's been questioned by the police his whole life they're like what bro what are you doing you know <laughs> so he tells them like his job he tells them where he's been he's told them you know i've seen these graves that have been desecrated too and they're like hey can we come in your house and like look at all your stuff so here is the video that the russian police took when they got into his house and i'm going to show you guys this this is so fun right now so it's in russian this is so fun being already this invested in knowing this much and now getting to watch yeah. something <laughs> and speculating We're so like much investigators so ghost investigators right oh, Jesus. oh whoa it's like hoarders this is a hoarding situation for sure. There's clothes everywhere. Oh, yeah. Books, trash, a headless doll. Can't walk. A doll with no face and a hat, like a bonnet on, crossing his legs. That is so Human morbid. shoes. Papers all over the place, rugs, trash. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. Look, there's legs that aren't attached to anything. There's two dolls just like thrown in a corner wearing tutus. Well, that looks like an actual human skull. Yeah, well. yeah, I was going to say that. First of all, this is a fire hazard. If this house goes up in flames, like, man. This is completely against the fire code. <laughs> That's what I'm most concerned about. Where does he sleep? On a pile dolls? of dolls? <laughs> he has a, probably has a hollow doll and he just climbs into the doll. No, he probably keeps a spare coffin. Okay, so describe the video. It was like walking into a hoarder's house, except it's sprinkled with dolls that look like human. These morbid dolls, too. Like, these don't look like cute or even like... Uh, a, a kid making because a child if a child made a human sized doll it would look nothing like right. this this is look <laughs> like agree. this is twisted feeling yeah. and looking and one looked like a human skull that's not okay yeah one of them like there was something there at one point when the camera was moving where it looked like it was an actual human skull which right. I'm sure he took from a grave and they're of all a girls. thousand graves. That's true too. I didn't think about that. You're right. There, there's an absolutely not right vibe here. It doesn't seem like it's an innocent hobby. It seems like um, his motive is much more sinister than uh, we've found out thus far. I didn't see like a bed or a normal kitchen. Like it was just yeah, clutter. Yeah, very true. Exactly. The living conditions just don't even seem like normal at all. It seemed like he definitely wasn't expecting people to come in and film <laughs> where he lived yeah. that day. He has a candle at dinner. What you guys didn't pick up on, unless you speak Russian, is that what the investigators are saying in that video is that those dolls are made of mummified remains. <sighs> That's Sammy right. Joe. Anatoly was living among the mummified remains of over 29 dead girls between the ages of 3 and 25. The bodies were found mummified in his apartment in 2011 and led to his arrest. Jesus Christ. So he was literally digging up fucking bodies and mummifying them. Paper mache. You said paper mache. I thought that was Jesus. too dark to even make up. So Sammy Joe was uh, right, and it gets worse. I'm going to tell guy. you guys some Whoa. more about this. So when police it. were looking around in his apartment, they moved one of the bodies or one of the dolls, and it played music as if on cue. And inside the chests of many of the dolls, it turns out that Moskvin had embedded music boxes. Investigators found music boxes or toys inside the bodies of the dead girls so that they could produce sounds no. when Moskvin touched them. No. There were also personal belongings and clothing inside some of the mummies. One no. mummy had a piece of her own gravestone and her name scrawled across it inside her body. Another one contained a hospital tag with the date and the cause of the girl's death. A dried human heart was found inside a third body. There were also photographs and plaques taken off the gravestones, doll-making manuals, and maps of local cemeteries strewn about the apartment. Police even discovered that the clothes worn by the mummified corpses were the clothes in which they were buried. Mosfin oh. admitted that he would stuff the decayed corpses with rags. Then he would wrap nylon tights around their faces or fashion doll faces onto them. He would also insert buttons or toy eyes into the girls' eye sockets so that they could watch cartoons with him, which is his own quote. The historian said that he would mostly love his girls, though there were a few dolls in his garage which he claimed to have grown to dislike. 
He said that he dug up the graves of the girls because he was lonely. He said that he was single and his biggest dream was to have children. Russian adoption agencies wouldn't let Moskvin adopt a child because he didn't make enough money. Moskvin added that he had done what he did because he was waiting for science to find a way to bring the dead back to life. In the meantime, he used a simple solution of salt and baking soda to preserve the girls. He celebrated the birthdays of his dolls as if they were his own children. Now, because Moskvin was so thorough in his necrology, he kept meticulous records of the origins of all of the dolls, and it's estimated that he decimated over 150 graves to collect the bodies and clothing of the dead. Police reports say that Moskvin compiled up-to-date information about the life of each woman that he brought home, and he had printed off a self-published book from a computer which detailed the instruction for producing the dolls out of human remains. Police officers who shot the video that you guys just saw said that they drank each a few shots of vodka when they got home that night. Yeah, I would would just get uh, extremely drunk, quit my job run away if I saw that now we see that Sammy Joe was probably the most intuitive but <laughs> oh my god it gets a lot worse how I'm gonna keep reading so you guys can keep taking an impression. how just, could it like, get worse silence this yeah, is it this, this is, is the, the worst. worst thing you could ever do <laughs> in the world because Moskvin lived in an apartment complex, he was well known by his neighbors. And after finding out the news that his apartment was full of dead little girls' mummified remains dressed as dolls with music boxes and toys in their chests, Moskvin neighbors described themselves as, quote, depressed and traumatized. So one of his neighbors gave an interview and she said, The scariest part to me of what he kept there was the hundreds of pieces of clothing he brought home from cemeteries, said a neighbor who would still not give her name. She lives one floor down from Moskvin's apartment. She still referred to Moskvin as the most respectful and intelligent person, so no one had any idea that he was doing this. And another person said that there was a sweet and stinky aura that their hallway and staircase smelled like every time Moskvin opened his door, but it did not seem sp- suspicious because, quote, our buildings all stank of something that rots in the basements, a middle-aged neighbor named Galina Riabova said. Riabova liked to spend her afternoons in the courtyard, and she had often seen Moskvin, who was a skinny-looking man who carried heavy backpacks or black plastic bags. Oh. Quote, his respectable parents and friends surely knew about his psychiatric sickness, but nobody sent him to the hospital for treatment. Riabova said, expressing deep sympathy for the victim's relatives who would have to identify their once buried loved ones from the collection of Moskvin's dolls. And Moskvin's parents claimed that they had no idea that his dolls were made of actual human remains. They probably his mother, that. who's named Elvira, said, and she's 76 years old, said, quote, we saw these dolls, but we did not suspect there were dead bodies inside. We thought it was his hobbies to make such big dolls and did not see anything wrong with it. What do you guys think about that? Just quickly before I go on. I like, let me just say what I think. When I found out that his parents had seen the dolls and didn't think anything of them. I don't know. I was kind of like, how could you not know? You know, like those dolls look fucked up. 
I feel like the, the parents probably hadn't seen them very much, if not more than like a passing by situation. Like, do, is there any more information as to like if the parents has have stayed there at his place with him or because because I'm thinking he's not going to allow anyone right. to see those, you know, like or let alone them. his parents as well. Like, yeah. And he's also because his house is gross. Like his parents probably don't want to go in there right. longer than like a couple well, seconds. You can't so even probably, sit like, down and invite them mm-hmm. in. It's just full of trash yeah. and dolls. So like you can't it's if you Corpses, if you walked yeah. in, you'd just be like. Oh, and then turn around and walk out. You can't sit down anywhere. You can't lay down anywhere. Right. You can't have a dinner there. Yeah. Like, there's nothing you could ever do there except for maybe drop off groceries for him or something. So I don't know, like, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I would. I would never go inside long enough to be like, is this a doll or is this a corpse? So, according to an article I read called "This Russian Historian Dug Up Graves of Young Girls, <laughs> Dressed the Corpses Up as Dolls, and Watched Cartoons with Them." By Srijita Biswas Kaul. Yeah, wonder what he Published <laughs> online February 16, 2019. Moskvin revealed how exactly he made the dolls. The article reads, quote, After digging up corpses and carrying them home with him in plastic bags, he would proceed to stuff them with rags and cover their faces with nylon tights and similar fabric before adding color to them. Some of his favorites were accessorized with buttons or glass eyes so that they can accompany them him while he watched cartoons the police even found a doll fashioned as a teddy bear the oldest doll was nine years dead yeah how decayed are they at that point like extremely so then he said quote you abandoned your girls i brought them home and warmed them up he said to the family of his dolls no his confession of being a necrophiliac in the past was remembered once again with the discovery of the necropolis horrifying hobby and the world was shocked and he gave some insight into how he became so obsessed with his first experience so here's the thing that's fucked up is that he published in that magazine necrologies this story that i'm about to tell you okay Okay. so other people read this story he published this story this story that i'm about to tell you so he said in 1979 there was an incident that happened when he was 13 and he shared this story in necrologies in the last article for the publication which was dated october 26 2011 moskvin divulged how a group of men in black suits stopped him on the way home from school They were en route to the funeral of 11-year-old Natasha Petrova and dragged the young Anatoly along to her coffin where they forced him to kiss the girl's corpse. He was 12. Quote, an adult pushed my face down to the waxy forehead of the girl in an embroidered cap, and there was nothing I could do but kiss her as ordered, Moskvin wrote in Necrologue. Moskvin also wrote, quote, I kissed her once, then again, then again. After that, the girl's mother put a wedding ring on Moskvin and the dead girl's fingers. What? According to Moskvin, my strange marriage with Natasha Petrova was useful because it helped me develop interest in serious magic ceremonies. And he claimed that this experience was how he became interested into the occult. Now, after the discovery that he's a necrophiliac that has all of these mummified remains in his house came to light... A lot of the people who had worked with him, because he was like this expert in the field, 
um, were they were disgusted by the news, and then they all you know realized it's like what you guys were saying that this was all just a front. He was up to some weird, gross shit, and he was saying, you know, I'm just in these cemeteries because I'm so you know I'm a historian and I'm so interested in logging all this information. So mm-hmm. the editor mm-hmm. of that magazine, Necrologies, said that he quote felt reluctant to continue publishing further installments of the weekly installments that <laughs> Anatoly was writing because he described Moskvin's love affair with the dead Natasha as being gross. Quote, many of his articles enlighten his sensual interest in deceased young women, which I took for romantic and somewhat childish fantasies the talented writer emphasized. He has an admitted and head of the Corify Center for Psychological Rehabilitation, psychiatrist Jan Golan said, Quote, from what I hear, the most probable diagnosis for Moskvin's psychological problem is necrophilia and situational fetishism. We've helped a few patients obsessed with sexual attraction to the dead at the center, Golan said. And then several historians, they like quit all their collaborations with him on the joint projects, obviously. And that thing that he was commissioned to do with all those graves was never published. And in his last phone conversation with a colleague Yuna Zadorazna who was a historian from the Balakna region Moskvin criticized her for not researching inside the graves so she's like calls him and is like what the fuck and he's like oh actually you're not a real necropolis because you only study the archives and not the skeletons and Uh. he said that like she wasn't a real necrologist because she just looks at the church archives instead of quote digging out the remains as he would have done getting it. his her hands right dirty. yeah yeah mm-hmm. i mean i would have said the same thing i would have been like you're just you're nothing you gotta get out there you, <laughs> you gotta, gotta kiss these, you, these you gotta roll your yourself. sleeves up kiss some corpses <laughs> That's and right. write about it. Get yeah. out there. Bring a Ouija board. The whole <laughs> shebang. Well, the most disturbing about this is it has a paranormal side to Ooh. it. Is that so? I told you guys about the weird, like, satanic pictures right. and stuff that were being drawn onto the graves, right? So when authorities are, like, doing the psychiatric evaluation of him, trying to basically figure out, are we going to try, like, him as an adult or are we going to say he's insane and, like, put him away into a psychological, like, center or whatever? He tells them, the authorities, you know, don't even bother reburying the girls too deeply because I'm simply going to unbury them when I'm released. And Jesus. when he they talked to him about his crimes, he showed no remorse. In fact, he said that it was consensual. He said, I didn't dig up anyone who didn't want to be. I asked first, do you want to be made into like a doll for me? And they all said yes. So it was consensual. There was nothing that was dark about it. And in order to talk to these dead bodies, he did these rituals, these magic rituals to talk to them. And that's the one thing that's not published a lot Mm. about. Like there's a lot of information about like the scientific aspect about this, about the necrophilia, about the bodies that were found. But a lot of these articles don't delve too far into like the occult black magic part of it. They're just kind of like very matter of factly. There were some pictures drawn on a grave. This guy's crazy. But because we're a paranormal podcast, that was the part that I found the most interesting. Because it's the Russia, they're like very hush hush. You know, they aren't going to allow like fucked up shit to be published about. They're going to just say like, this guy's crazy. They already have that communism background, the dictatorship. The last thing they need is the truth of the the (laughs) shit being revealed. (laughs) So one of the things that 
he was interested in was like Celtic funeral ritual rites. And a lot of them involve a blurring of the lines between the living and dead. So basically his thing goes to trial and everyone decides he's crazy and they send him to a psychological like asylum. Yeah, an asylum. I don't know what they're called in Russia. And then his parents live in utter isolation as their community ostracizes them. And his mother, Elvira, suggests that C and her husband should just kill themselves, but her husband refuses. So both are like in a very unhealthy condition. Obviously, it's very traumatic to find out your son has done something like this. Like I can only imagine like the disgust and the shame and just, Yeah. yeah, all of it. And but something Just weird design, that I fucking you know? found, which was really fucking weird, which makes me not trust these parents and think there's something weird going on, is that between 2006 and 2010, Moskvin worked as a freelance correspondent for that newspaper, the Nizhny Novgorod Worker, and he published articles twice a month about like necrology. And he, during 2008, Moskvin wrote an extensive series of articles on the history of the Nizhny Novgorod cemeteries that appeared in that paper. And his father also sometimes wrote for that paper. Oh. What? Yeah. In in the same, like that paper was only about necrology and he wrote sometimes for that? It wasn't only about necrology, but, but I don't know. I just thought like, I don't know. I don't know. That's fishy. It, it's certainly fishy because it's like it's like okay, keeping it in the family. Naturally, does the father if yeah. the father's just a writer and he's innocent to this whole thing and has no idea and he's maybe he's a writer and he's got a history of being a writer and his son's got this massive interest and in, you know to his father it's right. normal and that's how he presents it to him that this necrology thing is a respectable normal thing. Dad, I'm writing for a newspaper. I know you're a writer. Do you want to write something on this? That's the only world that that makes sense. But they're like. It's a it's a fishy line connecting yeah. them. You know what I mean? Right. A thin fishy yeah, line. It, do you think the parents know? Do you guys think the neighbors knew? Do you guys think the colleagues knew? Do you think any of these people knew? Do you think all of these people who are into this necrology shit are secretly weird necrophiliacs? Like this forbidden sort of like underground thing? I don't know. Because like who the fuck is reading I, that magazine? That's my question yeah. to you guys. Well, yeah. okay. The the issue of whether or not the parents knew or whether or not the parents are guilty in some way is kind of a tough call because it's the question of like, or I guess the philosophical idea of you can't punish the child for the sins of the father, right? Like if your father is a serial killer, of course we don't blame the children, right? But does it go the opposite way? What if the son is a serial killer and the parents aren't? Like, is it somehow the parents fault that that happened i don't know it's a really interesting question i guess i'm sure they investigated the family right like during this whole thing and so the fact that they weren't arrested i guess makes me think maybe they weren't involved maybe the dad was just like a fucking weirdo and then the son took it too far because of this traumatic experience he had as a child um i don't know and then in terms of like how do i feel about people that were contributing to this magazine or that studied the same subject again i feel like because on he wrote about that story yeah he wrote about the story where he kiss, kissed the corpse yeah bride that's over and over again and they got married yeah see to me and they published oh, he it. wrote about that during his life and so like the world had they already, already knew about that yeah been subjected to yeah, that story that was published in a magazine before they knew that he had these dolls oh, man. yeah i think i feel like that was sort of irresponsible Fuck. to i feel like at that point you should be like hey to overlook yeah like hey dude like we yeah. can't publish you think this. as a parent yeah. 
or your parents would be like, not only like if they read that story and already found out about it from his story. Exactly. It's like, okay, this is fucking weird. And you've got something to talk about here. I feel like if my child, even (laughs) foregoing the fact that he had human corpses in his house, if I saw that their house was full of trash, like a hoarding situation, I would be like, I can't ignore this. I need to help my child. Like, because you can't live like that and be a healthy, normal person. It sounds like the parents were not very involved in his life at all, you know, like otherwise, or, or they're sick and twisted too, but I think there's a world where the parents knew that he was up to weird shit and maybe weren't involved in it in themso- like right. themselves, but like were very aware that he was fucking weird and all that's his thing. But I think people who do those messed up things keep it to themselves, like a serial killer or something like that. Like, the, like he had his own place. isn't like this ring of, of serial killers. And I think if anything, it's possible that there are multiple people who also have fetishes for that thing that also keep it to themselves and aren't totally sure if anyone else within necrology is uh, a freakazoid <laughs> as well you know it's hard yeah. to tell it's like there's so many little scenarios that could be yeah. with that but yeah it's tough to i say. think it's, it's probably a private thing to not get right. caught if they want to keep doing it and keep fulfilling their sickness they've got to not get caught and most people don't think you know? like right. that minus me figuring yeah. that out but they probably didn't think that like who would think yeah that? i didn't think that when you were i don't know showing, but there's a lot of red flags when you were showing pictures of the dolls my first thought was this is something related to childhood trauma where like he never got to be a kid so now he has all these dolls my first thought wasn't he's digging up the corpses of mu- muslim girls also mm-hmm. why did mm-hmm. he choose muslim girls it's why didn't he choose any child he wasn't a muslim i'm just it's so was he or was, was he a girl racist he or, or, or not yeah not racist, could be racist who for... knows i don't know it's like why that demographic? It's interesting because they're Muslim girls. He also, after like death, would dress them with the head covering, too. You know, Shin, was the girl he had to kiss a Muslim girl? I don't know. Interesting. I didn't say that. If I? she was, and, and that's the thing that that's the answer that so really traumatized Muslim? him. I, he was like, "I'm Muslim. I married this girl. I'm Muslim now. Like, I got to keep it was, Muslim. Otherwise, it's against yeah. religion." They're like maybe that just like. That means that if she was Muslim and that happened, like clearly that triggered this whole fucked up thing. And now he only wants to have that Muslim girls, the same as that first, his first love, the woman he married, this dead yeah. person. He's just recreating that. Well, also, what, I also let's stop saying woman because you said the youngest corpse he had was three years old or something like that. Yeah, nine. nine? Right, like these right. are. I keep forgetting Baby. too. I'm like, was three years old, but one of them had been dead for nine years. So a three-year-old was the youngest uh, corpse yeah. that he had. But you said That's he wanted fucked. kids, so yeah. yeah, but you don't fuck your kids. How do we know he was doing that? He could have had like the children and right. then the wife uh, who was twelve. Oh, well, that was part of his story, claiming that he wanted to have these children to be his children. They were. But then he admitted to his family. maybe it was both. Maybe it was both. Maybe he wanted to have children and he wanted to have girlfriends. You know there what I mean? Some he like, liked and some he didn't. Imagine being the corpse he didn't like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like just fuck. What a terrible <laughs> life. What a terrible existence. Maybe you got killed. Whatever. You died early. And now you're being disliked after being made into a fucking paper mache <laughs> fucking doll. For he just street. throws you in his Maybe. garage and just you're just hanging out. Right. You guys should talk to a medium and try to connect with those girls. Oh, and see if That's they so actually see if they actually agreed to this. There's well special. Let's get haunted episode. 
the families had to bury their children or rebury their children in unmarked graves outside the city so he couldn't find them because he said, Jesus. oh, I'm just going to unbury them again. Well, then we're going to fucking kill you, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, chill out or we're going to fucking kill you, dude. You can't keep doing this. You can't keep getting away with this. To me, like, from coming from a paranormal aspect, I kind of feel like that initial ritual, whatever happened to him when he was married to that corpse bride or if he thought that happened or if he imagined it because they, they ended up saying he had schizophrenia. So oh, I, I like, so you know, maybe, he maybe he imagined it. I don't know. I'm not schizophrenic. Maybe he, for whatever reason was like fucking, I don't know, just like tired and because he's drinking puddle water and not sleeping. And maybe he like imagined that all, or maybe yeah, cause who was this he group? was doing some weird dark ritual and like necromanced that whole situation. Yeah. And like, that's how he describes it to people. Like maybe he was like sitting in a fucking pentagram, like, you know, with his eyes closed, like rolled back into his head meditating. And he's like, this is what happened. I don't know. But I think like that initial ritual in which he says he got like obsessed with black magic and the occult. I think like he became haunted at that moment. And then that's like when he became obsessed with cemeteries and obsessed with the dead. And he said like he wanted to bring these girls back to life. And I think that's what the whole, all those pictures on the graves were. I think he was like necromancing these bodies and talking to them. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm yeah, I mean, that's that's a good point, Natalia. I hadn't thought of that. We've talked about necromancy a little bit on this show. And yeah, I mean, that could be an explanation. Maybe he really was talking to these girls because he was necromancing their souls back from the dead using because we we learned on the show that in order to perform necromancy, you have to have an item from the dead person. So maybe that's why he was collecting Mm. these things from graves to to try to bring them back. But I mean, the point is, if all of these are children, they can't consent to being dug up anyway. Like, they can't consent to right. living with him anyway. Kissed yeah. or whatever. Like, there's right. a side to this that kind of debunks any of the legitimacy uh, of of his motive. Right. In some senses. like Yeah, no, it, I don't think he's of... he's right at all. I, like, nobody oh, thinks no. that that's uh, what I, I don't know. I think you, you, you seem to be sympathizing. Yeah, you seem to be on his <laughs> side here. We're just kidding. <laughs> no, yeah. but it's just like... It's unfortunate that this guy didn't, I don't know, give us something more as far as to be able to be like, well, maybe he, this happened. Right. But it's like, wh- what actually, what what was the the thing that just turned him into a fucking sicko? Was it that those people forcing him to kiss this doll? Did that not happen? And if it didn't happen, then what happened? You know, are you born like this? Is it the parents? Like, I don't know. It's... Give us something, yeah, man. right. Give, Give us something. He should have. He, he's missing. We're missing this one piece. Is he still him, alive, like. Natalia? Can we like write to him in jail? Is he still alive? He's still alive. So he never ended up going to jail because they Whoa. just said he was insane. So he's just in psychiatric care. Do we have any Russian listeners out there who want to write a letter in Russian to this guy and ask him to explain to us what this ritual is that he performed? Milkman's you Russian. Get someone in Russia. If someone's no listening from in Russia, Russia, we know someone in Russia. Holy shit. He's we a have to try to make this fan. happen. I'm going to try, yes. we'll try to get him to go to the, to try to get some sort of visit. Yes. Visitation with this guy. And he, maybe he could. Yeah. He's interested in that. It. We can That's maybe scary. write down some questions. Please. <laughs> or write a letter. Despite or... his name being Milkman. 
Despite his name well, being that's his Milkman, username. I don't think he's <laughs> like his Instagram name. Milkman <laughs> here. Let me talk to you. Yeah. So well. that's the the end of my story. And on the podcast, we don't usually do true crime stories just because they're like too sad. But I thought that this one had like a really just like otherworldly, creepy feeling it to did. it. And I wanted to scare Sammy Joe because Alyssa tipped me off. She was like, Sammy Joe told me she gets really scared. And yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, well, I then enjoyed I have a it. It was good. And Sammy Joe, you're the only <laughs> like one that kind things. of predicted the ending. You were the only one yeah. that got it. Wow. That's true. Maybe I shouldn't be yeah. so scared. Maybe that's why you're scared because you already know. Like, you know, you maybe, can... maybe I'm too in tune that I'm afraid of what I know. Well, we did the test. I'm the most in tune here. <laughs> uh, <so. laughs> and I knew not. Well, you guys are soulmates, so, right? So maybe you both see different yeah. parts of, of you, maybe your third eye is open. That's like two halves of one whole third eye. Wow. wow. So I need to get you transfer. to believe well, to you're holding on. We'll Before I forget, I want to say my sources because I always forget. Oh, yeah. Um, allthatsinteresting.com, digitaljournal.com, appsari.com, syracuse.com, thedailybeast.com, thedailymail.com, and of course, Wikipedia. Excellent. Our favorite source is Wikipedia, and we currently have a battle with wikipedia right now they're not aware of it but they keep rejecting <laughs> our listeners keep trying to make pages How? for let's get haunted and they keep rejecting it saying we're not relevant enough even though we've had like 10 articles written about us and we've actually had like we had a bbc interview when we went to area 51 and stuff right. they keep saying we're not wow. relevant enough and someone who runs those I know. used us they've cited us they they've cited us, us they've used us for other articles and been like let's get haunted covered like this story on episode blah 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 and then i had tweeted it. something from the let's get haunted twitter account being like oh like jokey fun time like oh they won't approve us oh no and then someone who runs an la-based wikipedia fan club saw that tweet and was like you will never get a wikipedia article because you are not relevant enough like they their community takes their shit very seriously Jesus fucking yeah. christ oh my god hey wikipedia Chill the fuck out. <laughs> right. It's like famous birthdays wouldn't make me an account when, when you're like, I, I got you. I'm on there. I'll reach out. And they just ignore. Oh, They're like, so no, funny. you don't exist. for an update. And I was, I, I basically held do, ransom. I think I we like, have to do something fucked up or like something fucked up has to happen to us in order to get like. We've had so much Wikipedia fucked up page. shit yeah. happen to us. If they're not making an article <laughs> about us based on that, then nothing will. It'll well, happen. It'll happen. I believe Maybe it. they're keeping you will. off for the same reason they're keeping that one career out of the dictionary. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys on our podcast, we always do a sign off where we say BRB gotta go. And then it's a callback to the episode and you can list off as many as you would like. This particular one is kind of fucked up. So I'm like, sorry, it's going to take you a second to probably think of one. I love that this one's fucked up. Cause that's so yeah. funny. Uh, BRB. I gotta, I gotta go, uh, turn this, uh, doll that I've turned into my <laughs> wife into, uh, into, into just a normal doll. I gotta, just gotta put the bones back in the grave. So just BRB before I get caught. BRB gotta get married to a dead person. <laughs> yeah. BRB gotta go, gotta go get Sammy Joe's aunt to read my aura. Right. Yes. 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 If our listeners want to, want to find you guys. 
they could find me on Instagram at Sammy Joe or more active on my Finsta at Odie Meal. O-A-T-I-E-M-E-A-L. That's my dog's account. Oh, congratulations, Sammy Joe. I saw you got 50,000 followers for Odie Meal. Thank you. Oh, amazing. Yes, we got 50K and we're at 80K on TikTok. Oh, wow. That's awesome. We're having fun. And same, you can just follow me on Twitter. Uh, I stream on Twitch, play games and and do stupid stuff there. Um, And I got some music stuff coming out soon. But just at NotCIB on Twitter. Love that. Excellent. That's it. Thank Thank you guys guys so much. Yeah, so, so much. Bye. Wait, 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 wait. I got to tell you guys, Sammy Joe's stepmom did respond. And she, first of all, was like, who is this in the photo? And normally she doesn't say that. She just tells you what their aura is. And then Sammy Joe was like, don't worry. I, I don't know them. We're just asking, like, what their aura is like. And she said that it was disgusting. It was vomit colored, like a, like a green vomit color with pink. And she just said it looked like vomit. And she was so freaked out. She was like, who is this person? And then Sammy Joe ended up telling her and she was like, oh, okay, yeah, I thought I thought you were going to tell me this guy was like Stalin, like he was a guy from history. How creepy is that? On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts.